0: But in Ephesians chapter 2, I'm going to read two scriptures today, pray, and then we'll get into to the message. But in Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 8. So if you'll turn or, or click on your device to Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 8. I'm going to read a couple verses and then another um, portion of scripture out of 2 Timothy. But in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath foreordained or before ordained that we should walk in them in second timothy chapter 1 verse 9 it says this it says speaking of god who has saved us and called us with a holy calling how many believe that not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. I'm going to talk to you today uh, about good works. And I'm going to call this grace and purpose, lessons for walking in good works. Lord, we just thank you today for your mercy for your goodness, for your grace. Lord, I don't know if we can go further in this, in this meeting without thanking you for your grace, for your gift of salvation, Lord. This is what we have experienced and celebrated this last month. And, and even though it's not uh, all, all corrective, the date and time, but Lord, it was close. And we just we set this time aside to say, Lord, thank you for your gift of salvation. Thank you, Lord, for your gift of grace today. Lord, teach us to walk in that purpose which you called before the foundation of the world. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And everybody said, Amen. Everybody said a better? Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus called us to relationship and to accomplish the works of God in the earth. And I just have this really, this theme on my heart that God has called us to good works. I know there's been some talk about good works and how people, uh, you know, maybe most of the time I think people talk negative about good works. But I want to talk to you about what the Bible says about good works. How many believe that God called you before you were born? God called you. How many believe in the grace of God? How many believe in the purpose of God? Well, then you've got to believe in the good works of God. You've got to believe in what the Bible says about good works. And I believe that that every one of us have been called to that relationship with God and to really accomplish the works of God in the earth. And so I'm just going to share from my heart about really three things, the the context of good works. We've got to put that in context of what the Bible says about it, the call to good works and the character of good works, and not necessarily all of that today. But it's just a series that I really just uh, felt in my heart for a long time and through through over time and through experience, God has just shown me things. How many believe that faith works? I believe that love works. I believe that grace works. And so I believe that there's good works in the Bible. I believe that God has called you to good works before you were even born. How many believe that? Amen. That God called you with His grace and His purpose. And, and as a Timothy, as Paul writing to Timothy, it's by His purpose and His grace that God called you. Amen. And So I want to look at what the Bible says about good works. And so I want to talk about the context of good works. And if we look at Ephesians chapter 2, how many know to keep things in context, you've got to share the whole text? I think sometimes people look at uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and they see the astonishing, awesome message of the very first part in verse 8, that it's not by our works of righteousness, but it's by His grace. And how many believe that it's by God's grace? A couple people. How many believe it's by God's grace? Amen. And so I want to look at the context and the clarity of Scripture here. I want to go through the clarity of the Scripture here and in, in in Ephesians chapter two and what it talks about about good works. First of all, it's by grace for good works. If there's one theme that I could just say today and leave with you today, it's by grace for good works. How many know you got to read all the scriptures, right? It's by grace for good works. So it's good works are a result, really, of salvation, not for salvation. This is what the Bible teaches us about good works, that we're not saved by works. How many believe that? You're not saved by works. Amen. And so any good work that I would do that would try to please God or make myself right with God, Not please God, but make myself right with God. And to get eternal life, any good work that I would do to try to earn that from the Lord, the Bible would call that a dead work. God would consider that a dead work. Uh, Not a good work, but a dead work. And so I believe that we're not saved by works. That's what the Bible teaches, so that's what I believe. We're not saved by work. Nothing you can do, no amount of money that you can do to buy entrance into heaven. How many believe that? You can't give the church enough money to get to heaven. (laughs) It's not by works, the Bible says. You can't be saved by works. You you can't work for God's love. You can't take credit for salvation. Good works don't justify a bad heart. Come on, a bad spirit. They don't don't give you a license to sin. Good works don't uh, make you better than other people. That's what Paul's emphasizing here. Come on, amen. We cannot earn our way to heaven. It's really only, the only way that you can be saved is, and receive eternal salvation is through your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Come on, as your Savior. So it's really in Christ alone, in His righteousness, that is the basis of salvation. That's what Paul's teaching. That's what we believe here at our church. And that's what Paul is emphasizing. How many know we need to keep this in context? Amen. It's not by works, he says. So your works can't save you. And what does that mean to earn salvation or earn your way into heaven? That is the belief that any person can do enough good or be a good enough person to go to heaven. So basically it's to earn salvation without Jesus. So that, that, the Bible says you can't do that. You can't earn salvation without Jesus Christ. It's on what Jesus did at Calvary, what the Calvary and what He did at the cross and His righteousness, His goodness. How many know we aren't good without Jesus? We aren't righteous without Jesus. We're not holy without Jesus. Is that right? Is that what the Bible teaches? And so I'm confirming that and just sharing the context of good works. Because I think some people might skip over this and through ignorance and, and through being unlearned, they may believe something that's not in the Bible. And so uh, I believe also that that as Paul teaches, the Gentile world can't be saved by works, and the Jews cannot be saved by ceremonial law or tradition. That's what Paul teaches: that you you can't be saved by works or by tradition. You can't be saved because you're the lineage of Abraham. You've got to come through Jesus. Amen. That's what the Bible teaches. Is this okay? Haven't I don't know about you? You've watched maybe about five different renditions of of Ebenezer Scrooge, of the Christmas story, this last, you know, we, and now that Christmas is over, you're like, don't show that ever again, I don't ever want to see that again, right, but I don't care what version you watch, and and we see this, that this was a guy that he didn't like to give to charity, and he wasn't nice to his relatives, and he was a penny pincher, and he even sacrificed everything to make money, and, but all of a sudden he had this experience, and he saw his life, and and come on, and he had this experience, and the next thing you know, all of a sudden he's he's helping a boy get well. He's buying you know the biggest goose in the window, right for 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 his family. you know. And all of a sudden he's starting to do good works. But see, there's a there's a theme there that we believe as humanity that you can do good works and it make you okay. But how many know the Bible says it's not by works of righteousness, it's by Jesus Christ and His cross. Amen. And so this is putting it in context, but it's by grace for good works. See, if it's by works, then it's something expected from you. But if by grace, it's something unexpected. Amen. It's something that you can't repay. It's something that you can't do. It's not something you can create. So it's unexpected. People who really become... Uh, bound by religion, I, I just wrote this down because I think it's so important. People who become bound by religion when they, they get caught up with works without faith, or they get caught up with faith without works. Did you know you can become very religious if you become faith without works? You can become a person that's all about you got a faith, got a faith, gotta, and have no works in your life. How many you know that's religious? That's what the Bible teaches. Amen. And you know, I, I read an article recently from ChristianPost.com, and really it's entitled that most people consider themselves to be morally superior. And it really comes from something we have in our culture uh, called a self-enhancement effect. That you believe that through your self-enhancement of your life, that you are morally superior. That you are good enough. In fact, they took a, a, a poll and they found out this the American Worldview Inventory of 2020 survey uh, conducted by really the Cultural Research Center at uh, Arizona Christian University found that a majority of people who describe themselves as Christians, that's 52% in America, accept a works-oriented means to God's acceptance. Can you imagine that? Most people still believe that you still have to work enough for God to love you, work enough to get to heaven work enough and do this and pay enough money to the church, give to enough charities, and then somehow God will love you more, God will receive you into heaven? How many know God's, God's not like that, amen? There's a People believe that and, and believe that the more money you give to the church, the, the higher status you'll have in heaven. The fancier robe, the more crowns you'll wear, the biggest mansion you'll wear. How many know that's not what the Bible teaches? I said that's not what the Christian Bible teaches, Amen. It doesn't teach that, right? (laughs) And so, and it also teaches that there's nothing to boast about. You can't boast about anything. That's what's so beautiful about it. It's nothing that you can do, so there's nothing you can boast about. It's all God. So guess what we do? We boast about Him because it's all about Him. We couldn't do it. We couldn't save ourselves. Only God could, right? And so that's why we boast. As David said, we make our boast in the Lord. We don't boast about ourselves. You can't boast about yourself. Earning salvation or getting it from God or being your heart being made right. That is a miracle from God. And salvation is a gift from the Lord. And so the works that Jesus calls us uh, to really isn't, is not an elevated position. It's never you never see Jesus teaching us that the, the more works you do or the more you do for God, the higher you get on the ladder. How many know? If anything, Jesus has teaches us that it's a lower position that you take. Is that right? It's a lower position that you you take. I like this scripture in Titus 3:5. You look up on the screen, it says this: it says, It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration. And renewing of the Holy Ghost. How many know you could not regenerate yourself? You could not renew your heart yourself. You needed a Savior. You needed the blood of Jesus. You had to have somebody else die in your place. You couldn't do it yourself. Amen? It doesn't matter how much you will and how much you want to go to heaven. Without being born again, you will not go to heaven. Is that what the Bible teaches? Amen? And so works outside of grace are dead, is what the Bible teaches. Works outside of grace are dead. Works inside of grace are alive. That's how I like to think about it. Works outside of grace, the Bible teaches they're dead. They don't mean anything, but works inside of grace are alive. They're good. That's why the Bible calls them good and not dead works. Amen. And so I believe that works after salvation are based on obedience to God's word. It's, it's, it's really based on obedience to God's written word. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 22, what does it talk about and give us a picture of what we would picture of the judgment? We would picture something like this. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Uh, and in your name cast out devils and in your name done many wonderful works. But what did Jesus say that will be said to those people? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Read further along. You'll find out because they did not obey or do the word of God. So their works outside of obedience did not count to God. Amen. So it's your faith and your love and your obedience towards God that go before any good work. They matter more to God Right? Outside of any good work that we would do. So I'm, again, I'm putting this in context. But then let's look at the significance of good works. Let's look at the significance of good works according to the Bible. Again, we're putting this in context, The good works in the context. I believe this, and I see this in the Scriptures, that Jesus had good works. How many believe that Jesus had good works? Yes, He did. That's why we're here. <laughs> Amen. Jesus taught us to have good works. Uh, And I believe that we've been called to good works. If we read in Ephesians chapter uh, 2, we are to encourage other believers to good works. We will be judged according to our works. Our works are to glorify God. Our works are a demonstration of the love of Jesus who don't know God. That's what it's all about. And so our good works really reflect loving God and loving other people. Now, where have we heard that before? Jesus said on two things, having all the law of the prophets, love God with everything and love other people better than you love yourself. How many know when you have good works through Jesus Christ and you're in Christ and you do good works, it's a reflection of the fact that you love God and you love other people better than you love yourself. Amen. And you're actually obeying God. You're obeying the word as we'll see in a little bit. But so. You know, I thought about this. What is the issue with good works? I've heard a lot of people talk negatively about what the Bible says about good works. They read Matthew chapter 5. They read a couple other things, Ephesians chapter 2. And they almost talk down and and talk uh, bad about what the Bible says about good works. But why would they do that? I've discovered that a lot of times people do that for two reasons. Number one, because they're just being religious. It's a, it's a superficial humility before God. It, it's kind of like a, a religion. And, and it's just like, well, I don't want to get into pride. And so it's not about good works. And it's all grace. It's, you know, that's religious. That's being religious. It's, so it's also not just being religious, but I believe there's some people that just uh, have an issue with good works and what the Bible talks about it because of jealousy. They're just out condemning other Christians. They're being overcritical and judgmental. And, and, and every time someone, uh, you know, does something that's good and, and great and honest and for other people, they said, oh, don't get lifted up in pride, brother, or, or We're not, it's not all about works, and, and it's, that's a works-based faith. And having to know people just get completely religious about good works. And I don't understand what the issue is if you read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 10. I don't understand what the issue is. The Bible makes it clear it's by grace for good works. By grace for good works. How many believe you were created for a purpose? I believe I was created for a purpose. Do you believe God just created you just to take up space and breathe His air? No. He created me with a plan in mind, with a goal in mind. I've got a direction that I'm going. It's called His will. How many know? And I walk those things out. Amen. And, and, and we call those things, a lot of things, it's good works. God has good works for me to do in my life. How many believe that? How many believe that? Yeah. And so I believe that people who feel called to straighten other believers out, I believe that rarely do they ever feel the call to love others beyond themselves. I've noticed that. People that love to call other Christians out and love to point the finger, very rarely do they ever feel the unction to show love beyond themselves. And I know that's a problem, isn't it? That's a problem. It's an issue. And, and now, the, here, here's the reality. Does, does good works mean that God will love you more? No. Does, do, are you trying to work for God's love? You should not be doing that. Because you should already be resting in the fact that God loved you when He sent His Son, Jesus Christ. I received the love of God when I received Jesus Christ. Now I'm walking in love. I have His love. I'm in His love. Can somebody say amen? I'm not trying to work for His love. I already have it. You all right? All right? So that, that, now here's the deal. Am I trying to please God? Absolutely. Does God want me to be pleasing in His sight? Absolutely. Amen. How many know, is it good to feed the poor? Is it good to give people clothes that don't have any? Is that good or not? Yes, it is. And so I believe that God wants me to please Him. and God wants. But I'm not doing it because I need more of God's love or I'm insecure in my love for God. I'm not doing it to work for God's love. I've already got it. I'm doing it because I love God. I'm doing it because He saved me. I'm doing it because I love others more than I love myself. That's why I am walking. I need to walk in good works. Amen. And so here's what I've noticed, though. I've got to no- just say this, that one of the things I've proven in my own life over and over again is that the more I love God and the more that I love others more than I love myself, my relationship with God gets stronger. Have you ever noticed that? See what I'm saying? So how many know if you love other people more than you love yourself, there's something uh, that your relationship with God gets stronger. How many know if you worship God? More than you worship in right now during the week, or read your Bible more, or pray more. How I many there's just a love that gets stronger with God? Come on, don't be religious this morning. Come on, Amen. You get you get more in love with God, don't you? And why is it the religious people say that we shouldn't get that in love with God? And the more you read your Bible, more on fire you get with God. Then somehow that's wrong. No, it's right. It's right, Amen. It's right. And so I have to say that. The more I love other people, more than I love myself, there's something that my relationship with God grows stronger. The the more I love God, the more I wait on Him and and read His Word and, and practice and put it into my life, the more my relationship with God gets stronger. How many know I'm not working for His love? I already got it, but God needs more of my love. I said God needs more of my love. God needs more of my worship. Amen. And so I believe it's important that we understand that. And so it's not wrong to please the Lord. It's not wrong for me to love other people more than I love myself. That's called good works. That's what the Bible says. So I believe many people, and I've heard it and seen it myself, many uh, people accuse others of having a works-based faith. People have accused me of this. It's all works. It's all works-based. That's a works-based Christianity. It's a works-based faith. But in reality, they're not getting what it means. What it means in the Bible teaches in reality is this. It is a love-based faith accompanied by good works. Let me say it one more time. It is a love-based faith accompanied by good works. Is there anybody in here that does not want to feed hungry children? Is there anybody in here that does not want to see people, villages in Africa get water? Is there anybody in here that does not want to visit the sick? See what I mean? You see how religious we can be? And yet we point the finger and say, oh, it's not about work. Listen, the Bible says, is by grace you're saved for good works. And I wish some people would get out of elementary school and off first base and start growing in their faith. Yes, we got it. We understand it. For salvation, you can't do anything. You can't work. You can't earn it. You can't do anything. But once you're saved, God has called you to good works. Amen. That's what the Bible says. And so, so all these things. And let me just, let me just... Talk about, just put it in plain language. People that talk about other Christians and speak about, you know, other Christians and good work. Let me just say this. Really, it comes down to this. They don't want to work. They don't want to work. And I'm not talking about go get a job. Most of them don't want to get a job. They want to sit at the computer and be a YouTuber for life. But let me tell you something and and have their ministry online. Let me just say this. But I'm talking about a spiritual work. Because there's something in our nature that we don't want to put pressure on ourselves to go beyond ourselves. We don't want to put that pressure on ourselves to love other people better than ourselves. To give of our time and our, come on somebody, is that right? Some people just don't want to work. They don't want to do, that's why Revelation warns us. One of the things that God warns us about over and over again, not just in Revelation, in the Bible, is laziness. We don't want to work. We don't want to do spiritual work. We don't want to be kind to others. We don't want to give more. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. How many know that's human nature? That's the broken nature. That's the fallen nature. But the new nature, the Bible says, God has given me a new nature, regenerated by the Holy Ghost. I've got purpose now. I've got grace now. Come on. To do good works. So it's by grace for good works. I don't know about you, but there can't be any more plain than that. It can't be any more plain than that. And I think that everybody needs to agree on that because it's in the book. How many can say it's in the book? So I'm not twisting Scripture today. I'm not making Scripture work for me. I'm telling you the Bible talks about good works. Amen. And so I believe we're called the good works. And so obeying God's word and teaching others is not works. Many people believe that, oh, well, that church, they they teach this and they teach that. How many know that's not works? Obeying God is what we're supposed to do. Teaching people to obey God's word is not works-based faith. It's what we're supposed to do. It's called Christianity. It's called faith. Come on, that's what we're supposed to do. So a lot of people think, oh, well, just because you preach the word, and the word says this, and I stand up and repeat the word, they get offended and think that, oh, well, that church is a works-based... No, That's obedience. That's obedience. That's obedience to God, right? Amen. And so I believe that some of us just need to grow up out of these insecurities of God's love. And when you mature in the Lord and grow up in the Lord, you realize that there's just, you have some insecurities about God's love. So you're always not sure of, should I work for it? Am I doing it? should I I worship more? Listen, you don't need to work for God's love. He loves you, but we're going to please God through our lifestyle. We're going to love other people better than ourselves through our lifestyle. Is that correct? How many know the Bible says that we need to have a lifestyle change? Not just a mind change, a heart change and a lifestyle change. Many people think that salvation doesn't shouldn't change your behavior or your actions. It absolutely, most certainly should. Amen. Amen. And if anything, it should make it better and, and increase in good works. Amen. And so what does that mean? And, and the other thing, too, is I, I've seen it here in Ephesians chapter two. There's something that's overlooked. And we just kind of skipped over it this morning. But look what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We are His workmanship. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. So we were created by God. But how many know we're reborn through Jesus Christ? So that's what it means to be created in Christ Jesus. We are His masterpiece. That's what that word means. We are His work. And how many know in the book of Genesis, when God created man, He looked down and said, It is Good. His work was good. What God created was good. Look at somebody and say, you're good enough for God. Come on. And he looked at it and he said, you're his workmanship. You're his masterpiece. God's good work. That's what it's called. He looked and said, it is good. And so in the very beginning, if Jesus' death on the cross, we go back to the beginning and what Jesus did at the cross. If Jesus' death on the cross and repentance from sin restored us to perfect fellowship with God, just like the first Adam, how many believe that? That Amen. What Jesus did restored us. Then how many know it restored us to our original purpose, what God had for us from the beginning, and that is to please Him, and to do the work on the earth. Amen. That He has. So I believe that it's very simple, isn't it? I, I just I think that's so obvious in the Bible. But we are His workmanship, and I just wrote this down and hope you get this. I have it up on the. Hopefully, it pops on the screen. It says this. It says. We don't do to get, we do because we have. How many believe that? We don't do good works. We don't do things to get, you know, approval or acceptance from we've got that. We do because we already have. I do good works, I show kindness to others. I do this, do that because I already have God's love. I have been given the grace. I have been delivered. Anybody out there, I have the riches of heaven. I have been seated together in heavenly places with Christ. I'm not trying to earn that. I've got it. So that's why I do what I do, because I've got it. (laughs) Anybody? All right. And so it's out of the gift of grace that we demonstrate the love for God and the love for other people. It's out of that gift of grace that we've been given. It's out of that gift that we didn't do, that we couldn't, didn't have anything to do with. That we, we couldn't, we can't. We can't earn it, but we can't take credit for it. And so because of that, I feel like I I, I live out of that. That's what what comes from that love of God comes to other people because of the grace that I've been given. And the Bible says that that's the way we should live. We should live as debtors to God or to other people because of what God has done for us. Romans chapter 12. Amen. But in Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 says, Whatsoever you do in word or deed... Works do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So that's the context of good works, and I believe that it's so clear that we've been saved by grace for good works. How many believe it's clear? Amen. That's clear. We've been saved by grace for good works. I think that's clear, but we also see something in Ephesians chapter 2, it talks about the call to good works. That God has called you to these good works before the, the earth began or world began before ordained, before ordained. And and it's a very powerful meaning there. But let me just go into this and, and just share with you two things. Number one, God's plan. So very from the very beginning, in Ephesians chapter two and in second Timothy one nine, I'm going to read it again. Paul shows us God's plan. God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but I'm reading this out of the King James Version. A lot of people think, well, you're just reading out another version, so you wanted to say it what it is. No, this is the King Jesus Version. So, I, I mean, you can't get no a plane of this. The Bible says this, right? And so the, this is God's plan. Did you know that? that? That we've been saved by grace that we might live a life filled with good works? Do you believe that today? Well, if you don't believe it, let me say it four more times. We are saved for good works, not by good works, but unto good works. By grace for good works, you're saved by something for something. Amen? That's what he's saying. You're saved by something. For something. Once grace came and Jesus saved me, this is what it means. Through faith alone, then my new life is one that is one to be lived unto good works. Think about it. Unto good works. Now we know there's a lot that could be said about that, but I'm going to try to get to it. But in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, let me go back to this. We, we said we are as workmanship. But what does it say? We are called to good works before ordained. We don't use that word. It's a law foreign to us. We would say in front of or prior to. So in front of you getting even saved, God had good works for you. Before you were even born, God had a call on your life. How many believe that? Just like Jeremiah and Isaiah said, Before you were born, I knew you, I called you, I had good intentions for you. And so here he says this, that there are works for us to walk in, and these works have been there the whole time. Isn't that crazy? That God has before ordained. Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. How many know that God has good works for you to walk in before you were even born, before you were even born again, before you even knew God. There's a ton and slew of lifetime of good works for you to walk in. It's going to take a lifetime for you to walk in the good works of Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? Before you were born, before ordained. I mean, this blows my mind. Well, I'm going to sit home and write a list of all the good works I can do. No, the Bible says that God has called me to these good works before I was even born there's good works for me to do. So how am I going to know the good works? Guess what it is? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost is going to lead me. Is that what Jesus said? He will lead you into all truth. He's going to lead you into all purpose. He's going to lead you. Lord, who can I talk to today? Lord, who can I, what can I do to serve? What can I do to love? What can I do to demonstrate your love today? How many know the Holy Spirit is going to be faithful to speak to you because there's works for you to do that before you were born again, there's a whole closet full and you just not got to discover them? And you discover them through, amen, the Holy Spirit. You discover those good works through the relationship you have with the Lord God Almighty. Amen. And so I really believe this in Titus. 2, verse 6, Paul was exhorting and, and told Titus, he said, you need to exhort the young men that need to be sober-minded, but in verse 7, in all things, showing yourself a pattern of good works. A pattern of good works. How many know at Christmas time, we put a little money in that little pot and we feel good about ourselves? No, a pattern of good works. This is what distinguishes Christians from everybody else. They live a lifestyle of good works, oh, man. I feel the religious spirit jumping all up in here. Listen, I'm telling you, put it in context of the scriptures. You're called to good works; they're unto God. Say, so, well, brother Matt, we shouldn't get lifted in pride. Well, that's between you and God. I mean, know God's gonna God's gonna deal with you if you're in pride. Jesus talks about, this is a pharisaical religious spirit. When you wave around your offering and tell people how much you've got. When you tell people and brag about how many alms you've been giving this last week. How many know that's religion? Jesus said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, but for goodness sakes, let your left hand give something. Don't brag about it, but don't stop doing it. Amen. Hallelujah and so maybe this is why I waited till after Christmas to preach us because you be, we need to be doing this all year round. Amen. Well, I shoveled my neighbor's walk. you need to be mowing their lawn and doing this and doing that. There, there's a lot of things we can do to demonstrate God's love isn't there? I believe that, amen. And so God's plan, I need to hurry along here. God does, does I like it what someone said, I'm going to repeat it. I have it up if, you, if, if just write this down if you want to or just remember it. God does the making and the saving. We do the believing and the working. How many believe that? God, the Bible says that we didn't create ourselves. He did. We didn't save ourselves. He did. He saved us. But how many know we've got to believe? We've got to work. Amen. And so let's look into God's Word. God's Word is the thing about the call of God. It confirms the call of God. First of all, what it says about Jesus. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Paul was describing, or Peter was describing, he said this. This is how, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The Bible talks about many times Jesus talks, and, and I'll share this some other time, about his mighty works. The mighty works that were done and tie, uh, tied in in some of these other towns. Remember when Jesus said... Jesus said, look, if those works were done in, Sod- in Sidon, that were done in here, those mighty works. So Jesus had mighty works. How many of you know believe, believe that Jesus had mighty works? Amen. Jesus went about doing good. Doing good. Healing all that were oppressed. So really, we could say that part of the mighty works of Jesus were preaching, healing, and doing good. How many believe that? Amen. Well, if you don't, just read the Gospels. And then come back next week and we'll talk about it. But in John chapter 9, verse 4, some of these I have up. Some of these I'm going to go through. John chapter 9, verse 4, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can work. All these words that I'm giving you that say works or work mean the same thing all through the New Testament. John 14, 12. I believe I have this one up. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, he do also and greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16, very familiar passage of Scripture. You are the light of the world. Verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matthew sixteen twenty-seven: for the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels and then shall he reward every man according to his works. In 2 Corinthians 5:10 gives us another picture of Judgment Day, or judgment, or uh, the end times, or whatever you want to call it. For, in verse 10, "For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one of may receive the things done in his body according to that which he has done, whether good or bad." Wow. In Revelation chapter 20, and by the way, I'm reading one little thing out of Revelation. Revelation is covered with talking about good works. Five times it addresses people about good works and talks about the end times and good works. So Revelation chapter 20, verse 12. John said, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before the Lord, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works." And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the dead and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. How I many know the Bible says it will be judged according to our works, whether they're good or whether they're bad? Do you believe that today? Do you believe that the Bible, uh, the Bible says not just one book. We always say, hey, as long as I'm in the book of life, I'm good. No, the Bible says the books, plural, will be opened. The books will be open and you'll be judged out of those books according to what you have done, good or bad. How many know God is writing a book of your life? Oh, yes, He is. Amen. Yes, He is. And I've got a lot of empty pages to fill. And I don't know about you, but when, when I think about what the Bible says about good works, I don't, I don't think of myself as some spiritual guru and some religious nut. I think of myself as a normal Christian. Who Jesus was. How Jesus behaved himself and taught and preached and lived and loved. How Jesus walked this earth. And the Bible makes it clear that he went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. Do you believe today that God called you before the foundation of the world? Do you believe today that it's only by grace and it's only because of God's purpose that we're sitting here today? Do you believe that it's not by your works, nothing you could do, but it was only through Christ and him alone? Do you believe that? Then you've got to believe that God has good works for you to walk in today. Amen. Can we stand on our feet today? Amen. Some of the things I feel that good works are, and just in a short list, that as the Bible teaches, that good works are your faith out loud. Good works are your love for God turned inside out. That's what good works are. It's just really your faith out loud. How many know the world needs to see something strong, something concrete, something lasting, something real, and that is your faith. Yes. And when you when you walk in good works, it's your faith out loud. It's your it's it's your love for God turned inside out, and it's your compassion for others being made real. I mean, that's what it's about. And so I don't know about you, but I, I don't know if you know if you've ever served in in a in in a soup kitchen, or if you've ever uh, dropped off clothes at the Salvation Army or wherever, or one of those blue boxes, or if you ever just help somebody. and let Let me just tell you something. It's nothing about us. All our works need to glorify Jesus Christ. How many know that good works are all about glorifying Jesus? There is a demonstration of the love of God that can hit people that your words cannot do just by seeing your actions, just by seeing the way you live, just by watching you. And, and, and many of us want to preach a big, long sermon, and we want, to, we want to have this big ministry on Facebook. Let me tell you something. Your actions speak way louder than any sermon you could ever put together. Anybody listening? And so I know this is simple, but let me tell you something. God has given this church an outreach center so that the works of Jesus could be known and seen in this city. Well, it's not about it. No, it's not. It's not about our personality. It's not about. But how many know God uses us to reveal his love to people, and he's going to do that through our good works? This week, I'm going to tell you something. God's going to give you multiple opportunities for good works. Go ahead and do them. Why? Because God's got a whole roomful, houseful of good works for you before you were even born, and God wants you to walk in them. God wants you to live them out. God wants you to, to, to come to a place where you're absolutely listening to the Holy Spirit and allowing the love of Jesus to come through your life through the good works. You say, well, if I do good works, I'll just look like another religious nut and, and I'm, I just, hey, it doesn't matter. How many know Jesus makes the difference? It's salvation that makes the difference. Our works don't point to us. Our works don't point to a church. They don't point to an organization. They don't point to a man, except the man Christ Jesus. Come on. Is that right? Well, I don't want to be religious. Then don't be. What are you afraid of? Then don't be. Well, I don't want to be like... no. Then don't be. Be like Jesus. Be like Paul. Be like Peter. Amen. That they gave their lives for the, for the gospel that the gospel could be seen. How many know many people get saved because they saw somebody else doing good works? Now, I know there's a spirit in the world, and I know that there's a a move of humanitarianism in the world, and you watch commercials of people dropping off old clothes and recycling, and hey, that's okay. That's good. But you know something that makes it better? When you've got Jesus involved. Those are dead works. Without Jesus, they're dead works. But in Christ, they're alive. So I want to encourage you today. I don't know if I maybe showed something different in the Scriptures. or I don't know. But let me tell you something. We made it clear today. It's by grace. It's by grace. Can you lift your hand to heaven and say, God, it's by grace. It's by grace I'm standing here. It's by grace that I even can come before God. It's by grace that I can even lift my hand to a righteous, holy God. And I come before an omnipotent, loving Father. I don't deserve it, what God did. I don't deserve the love that Jesus shed for me and all the things that He's done. I don't deserve even a particle of what God did for me. But I receive it today by faith. And I want to walk in that grace. Come on, and share that grace with somebody else today. How many believe love works? How many believe faith works? How many believe grace works? Grace and purpose. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank You today that your word has a way of just opening things up to us, Lord. We're not coming arrogantly today. We're not coming a heart full of pride and, and just trying to be a, another uh, organization of humanitarian goods and works, Lord. But we are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are called to good works, Lord. You said that we are to encourage one another. In Hebrews it says, encourage one another, provoke one another to love and good works while well, it is called today. Lord, I thank you today that right now there's time to work, but a day is coming when no man can work. We don't want to wait till that long, Lord. We want to show people who you are. And, Lord, it's going to cost us some things. It's not always easy to do that, but, Lord, we do it because you loved us first. We do it because we love other people better than we love ourselves. We do it because we want to obey Jesus and follow after our Savior in Jesus' name. I pray today that if anybody's sick listening to this today or watching I pray that you would just heal them. You're the healer. You came to heal. You came to deliver and set free, Lord. Thank you that you're a creator of our bodies. And any sick member of our bodies, Lord, you know the cure for it. You've got the cure for it. We thank you for it today. Anyone that doesn't know you, Lord, and maybe they're away from you, and maybe they were burnt by religion and burnt by a bunch of ceremonial laws and rules, and, Lord, I pray that they would find the grace, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that welcomes them and accepts them and loves them, Lord. Stop working for their salvation, but rest in the work of Calvary. In Jesus' name, amen.